What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fight the Good Fight. My name is Travis, and I want to welcome you in today. And at the time of recording this, uh, Thanksgiving was last week. Hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, looking forward to, to starting uh, a new series. It's going to go for a few weeks, and um, I want to, I guess, call it what's well, a question, really, is what does God want from me? As a believer, I think that's a very important question that we have to be able to answer a correctly and then also uh, for ourselves and then also to be able to communicate that clearly um, to other people. And, you know, a lot of people can wrap that into what's my purpose here, you know, for 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 me and for most believers, I, I want to live my life um, for eternity. So how I believe, what I believe shapes my decision-making now, how I live my life now, and, um, you know, it's kind of comes from this old saying, you know, life is short, so live it to the fullest. Well, this series is going to kind of challenge that uh, mindset, and and we want to shift that from, you know, life is short, so live it till its fullest, to uh, living life for the glory of God. And, it's a, it's a mind shift change that that we all need to realize that takes place when we become a follower in Jesus Christ, and we, and we move from what makes me happy to what pleases God. We move from what other people say to what God says. We we move from what we've been taught in the past, and and we, even what we've been brought up on, and we move and and we raise that up to a standard that has to meet God's standard. And if it doesn't, then we make changes as we work out our salvation as we move along. So today, um, I want to entitle the, the, I guess the the first episode in this series of what does God want from me? I'll tie what a is simple. God wants you. God wants you and me. And if you think about it, I, I think we glaze over that sometimes, but the fact that the creator of the universe of all things distinctly knows us it says every hair on our head is numbered. He he knows everything about us, and despite all of that, he still wants us. He 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 still created us. He he knows everything about us. So, Revelations four and eleven says this: You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist. And we're created. And so for us, we believe adamantly that God wanted us to be here. God created us. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. According to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living uh, thing that moves on the earth. Now, if you are an undecided person or you're a person that doesn't believe in Jesus, you haven't come to faith yet, then then this is a crossroads for sure for you. 
And then on the flip side of that, for the believer, I would ask you, do you look at every situation in your life, everything you face, every hardship that, that comes along, everything that you actually do, do you put it in context with the fact that God created you for himself to bring him glory and for a specific purpose? I think oftentimes we can miss those things. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but I love weather. I love thunderstorms. I love even watching the wind come in. And I think one of the reasons I like that is because I can't see wind necessarily, but I can see wind do tangible things to objects. And I love storms and things like that. I don't, you know, I'm not asking for a, a tree to fall on my house, but I think it's pretty cool. Now, take that to the next level. Staring off into space kind of freaks me out a little bit. Because when, you know, when a thunderstorm's in or a thunderstorm's come rolling in, all those clouds come in and you can't see outer space. You can't see past us. You can't see past our world. But man, when you, you look into outer space, it gets real quick because you realize just how small we are in the grand scheme of things. And whether you believe in God or whether you believe that we somehow came to exist by chance or pieces coming together, I want to say this, both take faith. Because at the end of the day, everybody will believe one one of two things. A, either we were created by a higher power, by God, or we believe that we just came to existence. But but it's very important to understand that those two answers to those questions, that's a faith question. And and as a Christian, as as we follow Jesus, we believe that God created everything. In Romans 14, 11, and 12 says, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. John twelve thirty eight through 43, that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, he, was, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. And it's the same way I would challenge a non-believer right now is look into look around you, look at nature, look into space. I think it, it, it brings us all to a point to where you have to answer the question is, who, who is God? And how we answer that determines our eternity. It says, nevertheless, among, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praises of men more than the praise of God. You see, we all have reasons and motives to either believe or try to justify our disbelief. But at, at some point, and this is, this is step one, of to this of really to answering the question what does God want for us because before you can move past anything you you've got to come to a place of decision to where 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 is eternity 
who 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 created all this what what's what does the end look like me but also don't wait for the end what does the now look like you know why am i here what what's my purpose well all that is tied to the to the god that created you and so at some point we all have to make that decision and we all have to answer the question about jesus that's what makes his name that that's what makes you know you can talk about god in a very vague sense but when you even speak about Jesus being the Son of God and, and the true price uh, for our salvation, where he had to lay down his life and he rose from the dead, people get wigged out about that because it stretches them once again into believing something they can't tangibly touch. John twelve forty four through 50 says this, Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me, which is God. And he who sees me sees him, the Father God, who sent me. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And now, and I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, show, so I speak. So Jesus is making appeal to, to people to, to say, look, I'm pointing you to your creator. I'm pointing you to my Father, the one that sent me, the one that gave me a commandment. The, the mission I'm here is to save you and, and give you an eternity, to give you a hope and give you a peace. Now, like I said, a lot of people that listen to this and watch this are believers. But, but my question is, is when our faith, and, and if you look at our faith, how we respond to everyday life really reflects and the situations that come our way really reflects our total belief and trust that God is in control, that he created everything. Now listen, things come our way and it's tough, but faith, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders attained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we all have to come to a place to where we're saying there's certain things that we're not going to explain. There's certain things that we're not going to figure out. But we have to live by faith. And, and I would ask again to the unbeliever, you're going to choose what you believe in. You know, no matter how hard you you try or or how cloudy the sky gets, outer space is still there. The stars are still there. And someone, God, hung those stars. And if he hung those stars, then he defines the rules. So today I'm I'm really trying to to keep this I guess a little shorter. I've got let me see really four points to to this opening um, episode into uh, this new series so I, I don't want to I don't want to push out 30 minutes or so so what I want to do is is this week is is really give you something to think about and for the believer 
<clears throat> for the believer, I'll say there will come many times when our faith is shaken to the core. Some are gifted by God with just an easier acceptance of who he is and that he has everything under control or even just just a, a, a blind faith, I would say. Others have a harder time and, and they believe and trust but just have a harder time staying confident in their faith. You know, regardless of, of where you where you are, whether it may be easy for you to believe that and, and you you seem to be the makeup of a type of person that, that maybe doesn't worry, fret, and and that there are few <laughs> few and far between of us like that, but that they do exist and that is an awesome gift and and I would say use that gift for the glory of God. Others have a hard time, and they wrestle, and and they wrestle their flesh, and they wrestle their doubts, and and they struggle sometimes staying confident in their faith. And I I just want to encourage you, Hebrews 10, 32 through 36, but recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle of both by the reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains, and joyfully accepted the plunder of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an under and you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. So in other words, even though you've gone through trouble, you've gone through tribulations, you've been persecuted, you've been made fun of, you've made friends with other people that were going through situations that you're going through, and that you realize that you're enduring these things because of eternity that awaits you in heaven. 35, therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Now I want to read that again. Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Verse 36, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And so the writer is simply saying, look, no matter what life throws at you, no matter what people say or do or come against you, no matter what you're going through, don't throw away the confidence, the trust, the faith that you've built up in knowing that there's a God that created you and that he sent a way for you to be renewed, restored to him, and that he wants to live a life with you. And I just I just want to encourage you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, do not cast away, don't, don't cast off your confidence and faith, knowing that he's working all things out for the good. And for the unsure and the undecided, I would say this. You know, as next week as we dive in deeper, it's really hard to, to, to get past step one and go to step two, three, four if you don't if you just don't trust that God created. You know, whether a lot of even our forefathers struggle with the concept of Jesus, but they did understood and they believed that we were created. And so many of those individuals came to faith, came to put their trust in Jesus later in life. And I, and I just want to ask you, to consider, to look around at God's creation. See the perfection in creation. Look at the seasons, how the seasons come. We're in the middle of a season change, and all the leaves have turned and fallen off the trees. Who puts that into motion? Who who rises the sun and sets the sun? Did it all just come out of nothing? 
But you see God's handiwork everywhere. And then God created us in his image and, and freely gave us the opportunity to choose or deny him. To freely choose to follow him. And what happens is we, with that choice, many don't. And because of that, the world is a fallen, sinful place and with a lot of hurt and a lot of wrongs. And, and those wrongs can meet you sometimes. But that doesn't mean that a, that a perfect God doesn't have a perfect plan. There is no good without God, and there is no good enough outside of God. We have been given a way to not only have eternity with our Creator, but to live the, this life in a way that brings peace, joy, and purpose. And to, today, I, I would encourage you, as we get ready for next week, as we step in, to consider Jesus. To, to understand that no matter how good of a person you have fallen short, and none of us will ever be good enough to qualify ourselves. None of us are godly enough because God is so perfect and that he has and he is so just that he requires perfection and he knows that we cannot do that. And so he gave us Jesus. And so I, I'll leave you with John ten, eight through John ten, eight through ten. All who have ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And so I would say the next time that, or maybe even tonight, or even if it's not time when you're watching or listening to this, to look outside, look in, look at the stars, look into outer space, and realize how small we are. And if you're on a cloudy night, don't let the clouds, even of life, block your view and your perspective of how great God is and how he demands glory and that how he has chosen us to give him glory. And it's through Jesus Christ. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for for believers and unbelievers uh, today. And um, as we walk this thing out, as we define what God wants for us. Pray with me. Father God, we love you. God, we thank you for all that you've done for us. And God, right now, Lord, we just bless your name. We give you glory. And Father, I pray for every believer, God, that you would strengthen their faith. God, that you would give them confidence in their faith as we discover God and as we dig deeper of what you want from us help us not to overcomplicate what you want for us and father I pray for the unbeliever right now that hasn't quite made up their mind to follow you and to choose you and to believe that you our Lord by your Holy Spirit would touch them right now God that you would draw them God that you would they would help them question God everything they've been taught God that they would reconsider God what they're choosing to believe in and father we just praise you for it in your name we pray Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining, and we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye.